Aloha, all you money makers out there. This is Indar, and I'm your Hawaiian money guy. And we're gonna talk about some really hard truths that you first-time home buyers need to know. And we'll dive into some little insights on help you buy your first-time home. So let's do it. Let's dive on into it today, and let's get at it. Let's go, guys. Just before we get started, I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below, and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can. Thank you guys, and let's get started in today's content. So first, let's start off by your dream home is not your first home. And you gotta remember that. Here in Hawaii, our price point for a, a middle, um, medium class home is about a million dollars. And a condo is just shy of five to 600,000. So with that said, you wanna live in a million dollar house, of course, I'm sure you all do, but you may not be qualified for that. You may not be able to get that type of loan that would qualify for you that. And how would you get there? You're gonna, you know, unnaturally think, oh, I need to save more, I need to make more money to get there to be able to do that. And that's gonna take you time. That's gonna take you years, you know, to do that. Um, the quicker or the easier, faster way, it's to start small. And this is a trick to scaling and to get into that two, one, two million dollar house. It is to buy whatever you can. And that's, that's how I started. I was 26 years old, I'll share my story here. I was 26 years old, went to the bank, was working for my dad's company, construction company. Uh, I had a W-2 income, I just had a W-2 job, I had an income. The banks told me, hey, you know, hey Mr. You know, Indar, you can qualify for just a small little loan. We got a $240,000 tiny little loan, that's all I qualified for, which is not much here in Hawaii, you can't buy much at $240,000, you know? So I couldn't buy my dream house at that time. So instead, I went and bought just a little box, a little hole in the wall box, and instead of paying somebody else's mortgage, you know, paying rent, paying somebody else's mortgage, I took my hard-earned income and I started paying down my own mortgage, and I bought a $240,000 house. And the thing that that showed me or taught me was one, that now I'm paying you know, my own mortgage. So when you're paying off your own mortgage, that's actually money that goes back into your pocket because you're paying down debt. You're paying down, you're, you're paying down that money you borrowed. So when you go to sell that house, you recoup that money because you're paying down your debt. So you know, that's a huge thing. Instead of paying somebody else's debt down, pay your own debt down, of course. And then the coolest thing about Hawaii is we naturally appreciate. So in Hawaii, our home values go up so fast. Um, you know, I lived in that house myself with my girlfriend and my wife now. And we painted it, we cleaned it, we uh, did a lot of this DIY yourself stuff, you know, we really took care of it. I watched a lot of, uh, you know, videos on how to do different things and I tried different cool things, um, you know, some custom shelves and redid tile and little stuff. Our place was tiny, so it wasn't like hard. I had my dad come over and redo some flooring, you know, so, you know, just taking the time and do that. And then we lived in it, you know, did it ourselves. Um, we sold that property in two years, and that coolest thing about selling a property in two years is you don't pay any capital gains, you don't pay any tax on that because it's your primary residence, so we sold it in two years, paid no taxes on that. Um, and then once we sold that, we made about $90,000. And now we had $90,000. Again, I started out with nothing. I started out with like five grand to buy this place. So I started with five, five grand to buy this place, um, which is all I needed at the time to buy it. And we bought it, so in two years, now I'm up to $90,000. 
And of course, I've been working. I've been making better money, more money. Um, you would think I'd be saving, but I wasn't really saving at that time. But I did make ninety thousand dollars. And now you can take that ninety thousand dollars, and now that's a down payment for a bigger place. Uh, we. We didn't just jump into a bigger place. We actually used that ninety thousand to start flipping and to start rolling quicker, make that money start accumulating faster for us. We started flipping houses, and then we rented for about a year. I think a year and a half, uh, we rented for, and then me and my wife at now then wife, um, um, we were girlfriend boyfriend actually I think, but we then went and got a small a medium sized condo I should say. We bought a condo for four hundred thousand. And um, I think it was four hundred thousand. Yeah, that four hundred thousand. Marco Polo, right during the fire. Actually, we were we were rehabbing the house during the fire at Marco Polo. We lived in that condo for uh, about two to three years. We lived in that condo, and we sold that condo for about seven hundred thousand. So then we had you know more profit, and now that that profit we made from that that whole property we made, I think closer to two hundred thousand off that that property. Um, then we went and bought our house we're in now, and we bought our house about two years ago for about a million dollars. A million sixty-five is what we paid for it. Um, I did put a lot of money into that house. We put, uh, I think, upwards of four hundred thousand into that home, fixing it up and making it nice. I then took a HELOC to take that money I put into it to take that back out. So I took a HELOC to take all that money I put into the house back out. So uh, we did do all that. And now our house is valued at about $2 million. So in that 10-year span of, of it all, we are now in our $2 million house. You know, Instead of trying to get to the $2 million house, it would took me a long time to save and to do that. But instead, in, in, uh, in that time, we were in a $2 million house. And you know, in two, three, four, five years, we'll probably sell it again. You know, it's a, it is a give and take, of course. You know, a lot of people don't want to buy and sell and move and all that hassle. But, hey, pay you, you know, $100,000, you'd be all right with moving, wouldn't you? So into a bigger house. So that's kind of the way I think of it as we're going into a bigger house um, and so forth. So it's just a scaling process. So your first house is not your dream house. You know, if you want to live on the ocean, you know, in whatever island or wherever you're at, you know, you're not going to be able to buy that right off the bat. So instead scale and start getting there and, and go to the bank and see what the bank will give you. Um, uh, start, start small, you know, start small and go get a rental property out in Waianae or something if you, you can't afford much, whatever it may be. Maybe you only can afford $100,000 from the bank. Um, use your first time home buyer loan and buy $100,000 from the bank and live in it maybe, or live in it slash rent it out, you know, house hack it, for example, you can find a great property that you can house hack. Um, so it's not, you know, that's the thing I think people get scared. Oh, you know, price points in Hawaii are a million dollars. I never can buy that million dollar house. You can, you just need to start small to get there. I think in the mainland, we, we, they think differently because uh, you know, you can easily buy a very nice house for 200000 You know, in here, a nice, nice size home. Like my, my house I live in now, a $2 million house, it's just an average house. It's, 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 it's nice. We fixed it up and it's nice, but it's not like there's no, 
I want to say there's no waterfalls. I did build a little waterfall, but there's no like elevators and marble and actually there's some marble, but <laughs> there it's not like over the top, you know, lavish with uh, you know crazy kind of stuff. It's just a normal house with some extra things that I did myself. But uh, you know, you don't buy that million dollar house off the bat. So there's some. There's a lot of hidden fees and a lot of things you need to know um, before jumping into. So when you do buy these properties, uh, your first property, the bank is not going to qualify you for something you can't afford. So don't be scared of being that you can't afford it, how I'm going to afford the payments. The bank won't allow you to buy something that you can't afford. If anything, you're going to be the other way around. You're going to try to be able to afford something a little more. So the bank is not going to give you... They're going to give you a, a price point of where you're at. So they're, you're going to go talk to a bank. You're going to show them all your uh, taxes and all your income. And you know they're going to pull your credit. Um, your credit is just a, a factor on what interest rates they're going to give you at. Your debt to income is more so what they'll factor at what how much of a loan they'll give you. So um, you know more importantly is your debt to income. So make sure you have little to no debt. You know have your car payments in your girlfriend's name or have your credit cards paid off at that time or you know if you're if you're working in a business or a job you need two years of financials so start with that to really get you rolling to just start you know start somewhere um, there's a lot of other hidden fees and costs of course when you buy a house there's the closing costs from escrow um, there is of course taxes um, you do got to plan for any repairs or capital expenditures, for example, that may come up. You know, maybe you might have a new roof or new plumbing or new, um, you know, electrical panel that needs to be replaced. That could be pretty costly. You know, you have a big water leak, you know, flood all your floorings and so forth. But then again, when you own the property, you know, that's what homeowner's insurance is for. Um, it can cover a lot of those kind of costs as well. You get a kind of a one-time shot at using that. Um, check out American Home Shield. They can help you with some of the other costs. They're great to check out too. Um, but don't mind buying a house that just in any market. If you can afford it now, I would go buy it now. You know, the cool thing about houses, you can refinance, you can HELOC later. So you can buy now at a high interest rate and you could refinance in one to two, three years whenever it comes back down to a lower rate and that will cost you, the refinance itself costs you anywhere, anywhere from maybe a thousand to two, three thousand dollars, depending on the, the value of your home. So it doesn't cost you that much to refinance it all. Um, and, and of course, your lenders and all those fees. So it wouldn't cost you too much to refinance, or you can even do a HELOC. And HELOC's not going to cost you pretty much next to nothing to do. So you can do a HELOC as well and to wipe off that first loan and put a, just a HELOC on it. We're actually doing six HELOCs right now on some properties where we're wiping off our hard money loans, expensive loans, and putting it into um, our 4% HELOC rate loans, which is cheap but high for a HELOC. Um, and they're, I think they're five-year terms. So in three to five years, we can... Um, refinance it again so just because the interest rates and so forth change and move don't feel too compelled that's just going to mean what you qualify for so you could qualify for a bigger property 
you know, as the interest rates go down, but then you're gonna be competitive and you're gonna be buying properties way above asking. Right now, the, it's uh, less competitive, so you can get properties below asking prices. So you still would qualify for maybe less money, but you can possibly get a property that's higher and just offer less. So think of it that way. So it's a kind of a give and take game. If interest rates are high, you have less, now you can get lower prices, less competition, you can get better deals. If interest rates are low, now you're gonna be very competitive, now you're gonna be bidding up way above. So they kind of both offset itself, honestly. It's it's to each his own, really. Um, you know, the only difference is you're, you're gonna have a little higher payments, you know, monthly, of course. Um, so don't really mind the market. Uh, we buy, you can buy down rates too. You can do a two for one where you can buy down a rate as well right now. Um, so don't worry about you know rates too much. Worry about the property, worry about the deal, and just worry about starting now. And you know, if, especially if it's your first time buying a house, just start, start now. Tell you what, if you're, if you're, if you're waiting two years for the interest rates to go and you're gonna buy in two years, I'd buy that property now and go sell it in two years. Guess how much money you'll make then? I mean, I don't wanna say it, but you most likely would make a lot more just owning that property for two years, selling it then, go make, like we did, we made 90,000 in two years, go sell it then, and now you got 90,000 more. So, I don't know, pick one, take your time, just do it. Get started, get going, get to the bank, let's take a whole Saturday, go to some credit union, some small bank, um, you know, or do a HELOC if you can on some properties, if, if you own something and take money out. But go get started, go to the bank, and just get moving. There's a lot of fees and stuff that you will occur, but you'll be fine. Just get going. It's the best way to start is talk to a loan officer. We have an in-house loan officer, so message me. We can set you out with Rich. Uh, Rich will, will talk to you about all, our, all the different loan programs. So finding a good loan officer that knows different loan programs, different scenarios, different types of ways to make uh, your purchasing easy, you know, um, uh, you know, you can do a DSCR loan, you can do the, um, you know, five-year arm, three-year arm, or 30-year amortized loan. So there's different types of loan programs out there. So you want to have a lender that's creative enough and say, hey, let's try it this way if you do, if you have this much income or if you just pay down that credit card. So you want to have a lender that's going to, to really make it easy for you to help you, you know, buy that property. So last segment, let's talk about the segment of week. Um, this is for our investor segments. Um, we, have a, uh, we have a future investor analysis for you guys. Um, so we have a deal analyzer for you guys. So please link and uh, click on those deal analyzers for you guys for analyzing flips. We have that on our, on our site. Um, it's indarhawaii.com um, slash community. Um, you can find a lot of the, the links on there as well. Um, just paddle on over, you know, click that link. I just want to take a quick second. And if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe below. I love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought. I love honest feedback and I love hearing what you guys think. So question for the week we have is, what is the difference between stucco homes and, and a development home, which is better? So kind of not really a technical question here because some of the development homes are stucco homes 
Uh, more so, we can talk about what's the difference between uh, stucco home. Development homes sometimes are um, stucco homes. Development homes um, generally are, are built in very, you know, thousands of houses and they're gonna build with the same material, same, same lumber, same maybe uh, framing, same exterior finish. The stucco is just an exterior finish of the home. Um, it can be metals, uh, metal framed or wood stain, uh, framed in between there. You're gonna have drywall on the inside and then the outside of the house, the exterior, you can have stucco finishes. You can have uh, T111, this is like a wood siding finish. You can have a wood siding, T11 is very popular in Hawaii. You'll see a lot of wood siding finishes or you can have a cement board. It looks like wood, but it's just like ground up cement. This is kind of the quality I would say is the wood T11 is quite lower. The cement board is up a notch, is a is a ground up cement uh, type of composite, really hard dense. Termites won't eat it because it's just ground, ground cement. So it's really hard, really heavy. Uh, so it lasts forever, it's ground cement. Um, they have all kinds of different patterns and layouts and you can do shiplap and there's all kinds of different um, options to do. Um, they even have a, it's, I have it on my house a little bit, it's called knot wood. It's a metal looking finish. It looks like wood, but it's not wood, it's metal. So you can have that finish, you know, of course. And then of course you can do, I think probably the highest level would, would be stucco. Um, you know, stucco finishes, you put a dense glass, it's a, it's like, it looks like a drywall bar. It's a yellow board, you ever seen it? So the dense glass, and they put this mesh on top and then they plaster on the stucco to get that stucco finish. You can have a smooth st stucco or a textured stucco. So it's a lot more work to do stucco finishes. So you don't see them in development homes too much, more so um, maybe in the mainland or so forth where it's a lot cheaper for the cost of materials, but now that material costs are up, you won't see it as much. Um, but I hope that kind of answers your question to the different finishes. Very common in Hawaii that a lot of our homes are even single wall homes where it's just a tongue and groove uh, board that that is the whole house. There's no framing. There's nothing between the walls. It's literally a tongue and groove uh, mahogany. Nice, nice quality piece of wood that's lasted probably 60 years. Uh, the wood back then was way better, obviously. Um, and that's the whole house. That's how they built these houses with these tongue and groove boards and they would mount the electrical right onto the house and uh, we didn't they don't we didn't need insulation because our houses are hot so we did have jealousies um, they're just trying to slap it up together and get them up quickly to, to provide structure for all our people that are moving to Hawaii so we have a lot of homes like that so it's very common you'll see a nice stucco beautiful finished home next to this tongue and grooved home you know same square footage sometimes possibly and um, you know, they're comparables uh, sometimes because that's all the comparables you have to look at. Um, so stucco foams, I think, are a lot beautiful. I think it's probably one of the best finishes um, to have on a home, um, you know, right behind the cement boards um, or the knot woods and so forth, and then the T11, the wood sidings. The only reason I say wood sidings is lower because now you can have termite, you can have rot, you can have different decays on, on those kind of those kind of things but you know it's kind of teach so the only thing with stucco too is it's a coarse you know you rub your shoulders on it or scrape it it could scratch you and so forth that's probably the only downfall
Um, but I hope it explains some of the differences in construction there. More of a construction question, but yeah, it's good to know the differences um, and know the difference is what you're looking for. And the, the way to tell the difference between uh, wood and and the cement board, because they're really close in looking, um, is to just knock on it and feel it. it you'll, you'll have a different knock to it, a different sound to it. Um, event of the week. Um, I'll be speaking at Alex Camacho's Dealmaker Mastermind March 27th and to the 31st. I'll be there on one day, so check out Alex's Camacho's Mastermind, great friend of mine, really amazing person in this business, um, and he scaled his business. He's great at scaling and developing teams. He's got a great big team behind him, and he's got this beautiful $2 million house that uh, he's going to have the event at and people are staying at and so forth. Um, only 15 attendees are allowed, so if you do want to get to it, uh, I think his prices are 3500 to go to the event or 4500 to stay at the house and be at the house for the whole event. Um, and I don't know, I think he's almost full up, so if you're interested in that, uh, plug to my buddy Alex. And uh, we still have some more uh, things rolling out ourselves. We're about to roll out another different way for investors to invest with us uh, through buying rentals. So if you're interested in buying rentals, message me. We're going to start buying rentals together with investors and um, for long-term, these will be long-term stuff. Um, I'm super excited about that. But thank you guys for following um, Indar Hawaii and all the social media handles, in, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and it's YouTube Shorts. We've been pushing pushing a lot on YouTube as well. And uh, just pat on over, take a lick to that subscribe bus button, comment, and check out some messages on the messages below all the stuff. I do take the time and I love, love reading the messages and answering questions back. So please, please come on over, take the time, and ask questions. We all... I, myself included, always have questions. So check it out. Thank you guys. Have a beautiful day. Aloha.